Hello, and welcome to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalists. We are a vibrant liberal religious community that treasures diversity, practices justice, and teaches love and respect for everyone. We grow spiritually through worship, shared learning and service and relationships that go deep. As we say each Sunday, whoever you are, whomever you love, whatever your image of the holy, your presence here is a gift. All are worthy, all are welcome. Good morning, everyone. I'm Nikki Pete, your worship associate today. And it is my pleasure to welcome you all to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalist online worship service. Our greeter today is Fred Gilbertson. Our other worship leaders today are our minister, Reverend Laura Horton Ludwig, our director of religious education, Austin Peterson, and our assistant director of music, Dave Robbins. If you'd like to follow along with the order of service, I invite you to visit wuu.org to download a copy. And you can see it there posted in the chat. If you're visiting today, we're glad you're here. We invite you to say hi by typing a quick note into the Zoom chat. And if you'd like to sign up for our email list, please fill out our online visitor form at wuu.org, which is also posted in the chat. Also, we invite you to join one of our discussion groups after the service so that we can get to know you. You can choose between staying in the main room to reflect on today's service or accept the invitation to join one of our smaller social groups. Next week, we have a special service planned. It's our annual bridging service when we celebrate with our high school seniors as they bridge to young adulthood. Following the service next week, our board will host a conversation about our plans to regather in person. I know we're all looking forward to that. Please come to hear more and share your questions with the board. Now I invite you to enjoy our opening hymn. Dave. Sing blessed be, sing blessed be. 
congregation. We work to ensure that all people are treated with dignity, fairness, and equity. In our worship, we celebrate the contributions of people of diverse racial and ethnic backgrounds, genders, and sexual orientations. We're happy that you've joined us via live stream audio or video or Zoom. Whether you have come here seeking comfort, encouragement, or inspiration, you belong here. You're seen here, even if we cannot see you physically. Now I invite you to join in saying our welcoming words. Please, as you say these words, speak them to each other and know that we are connected across the distance. The words are pasted into the Zoom chat. Let's attempt to say them in unison. Folks on Zoom, we will unmute you so that we can hear each other. Come, whoever you are, whomever you love, whatever you are, your presence Welcome all indeed. Today we launch a new theme to guide us for the next few weeks of worship, and that is, what does it mean to be a people of story? We humans are storytelling creatures. As we tell the personal stories of our lives, we are also held in much larger framing stories of who we are collectively as a culture, a nation, a planet even. And we anchor ourselves in the great framing stories of religion and spirituality that give meaning to our lives. Today, we mark a special milestone in the story of our faith. 60 years ago this week, Unitarian Universalism was born when two traditions that had been separate for generations joined to become one. In the spirit of that anniversary, I offer these words of the Reverend Lewis McGee, who began his career serving African Methodist Episcopal congregations, but found the true faith of his heart in Unitarian Universalism. 
around the time of the UU consolidation, he said this, our religion is a religion of social concern, a religion of intellectual and ethical integrity, a religion that emphasizes the dynamic conception of history and the scientific worldview, a religion that stresses the dignity and worth of the person as a supreme value and goodwill as the creative force in human relations. This religion can and ought to become a beacon from which this kind of faith shines. May we embody these words as we worship together. Now, please join me in saying the words to light our chalice. If you have a chalice or candle nearby, please go ahead and light it now. Again, we'll unmute you and say the words in unison, which are posted in the chat. We light this candle. For the energy of and for the harmony and peace. Peace in our hearts, our hearts, peace in our community, and peace in our world. Wow, thank you for that. I have a story to share with everyone today. I always love when I get to tell the story. It's a treat for me. Maybe you have heard the story of the blind people and the elephant. The story comes from India from thousands of years ago. And the story goes like this. One day, a group of blind people meet an elephant. They have never met an elephant before, and they have no idea what an elephant is like. One of them feels the ear of the elephant and says, ah, the elephant is soft and thin and floppy. Another person feels its tusk and said, no, 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 the elephant is hard and pointy. Another feels the elephant's side and says, the elephant is enormous. Another feels its tail and says, no, no, the elephant is very skinny and so on. Are any of those people wrong? No. Are they all right? Absolutely. But do any of them have the whole picture? No. Well, that's where the story usually ends. But you know what I wonder today? I wonder, what did the elephant think about all this? I think it was probably a friendly elephant. Maybe it quite liked getting a little ear scritch and a little pull on its tail. My husband is a massage therapist and he tells me that horses really love it when you gently pull on their tails. It's very therapeutic. So my working theory right now, although I don't think I'll probably ever try it, is that I bet elephants would like a tail pull as well. I think this was a friendly elephant. And maybe that elephant would have liked to have said to the people, hey, if you're wondering what an elephant is, I can tell you, I am myself 
I am big and I have floppy ears and pointy tusks and a skinny tail. I am all of those things. And I could save you all a whole lot of time and confusion if I could just tell you about myself. But alas, I don't speak human and you don't speak elephant. Maybe one day it might say, we will learn each other's languages if we listen with our hearts. That's the end of the story for today. And now I invite you to listen to a beautiful anthem from our choir with words by our own Dr. Jamie Bartlett. Thank you, choir. Thank you, choir. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Dave. Our musicians have been just magnificent. Thank you. And now I invite you to be with me in a spirit of meditation, reflection, and prayer. And let us begin today by holding space on this Mother's Day. Let us hold in our hearts all those who love their mothers and also those who have been hurt by their mothers. Let us hold those whose mothers have died and today are filled with sadness or guilt or perhaps relief. Let us hold all who are mothers in our hearts. And today, especially all the mothers who have borne the brunt of this pandemic, perhaps missing their children, perhaps schooling and caring for young children in these astonishingly difficult times. Let us also hold those who have chosen not to be mothers 
and those who wanted to be a mother but never could. Those who try month after month without success. Those who have suffered pregnancy loss. Those who have given children for adoption and wonder where and how they are. Those who are separated from their children or their mothers by distance or estrangement. Let us hold each other wherever we are, whatever we need on this Mother's Day. And now let us lift up the particular joys and sorrows that are present here in this community today. First of all, I wanna offer a special prayer of gratitude for Lisa Kavitz. Lisa had a bit of an adventure this week when she got lost outside for about 24 hours, but she's doing great now. And she wants everybody to know that she is a survivor. She also wants everyone to know how much she appreciates all the folks to came, came, who came out to look for her. So to you, Lisa, we're just very grateful. And also today with love, we wish the Dominguez family well as they prepare to move to Buffalo, New York. Rachel and Stephen, Aiden and Jackson, I'm not sure if you're here today, but please know that we will be missing you. We would love to see you on Zoom whenever you'd like to come back and visit online. That would be great. And we have sorrows to hold as well. Today, we hold Glenn and Cindy Johnson in our hearts as they mourn the loss of Glenn's mom, Effie Johnson, who passed away on Monday at the age of 90. And I would also ask that you hold Reverend Randy Becker, former minister of this congregation. Sadly, Randy's wife, Alyssa, passed away a few days ago. Some of you will remember Alyssa and Randy, and let's all send our love to Randy and the Bishop and Becker families during this sad time. So now I invite you to go within and add your own silent prayers and meditations in whatever language most speaks to your heart.
Amen and blessed be. Our next hymn today has a very special story of its own. The text of this hymn was written by a Unitarian minister in 1933 to celebrate the growing ties between Unitarians and Universalists. And I will talk more about that in a bit. On the day the two denominations finally became one, one of our WU members was there, Al McKenney. We're gonna spotlight Al right now. And uh, maybe when we get you up there, Al, we can wave to you. Can we spotlight Al? Let's find him. Hold on, we're coming, we're coming. There he is. Hey, Al. So Al has some memories that he was gracious enough to share with me. Al was a member of the Universalist Congregation in Rochester, Minnesota, and he was there. He was there on May 12, 1961, the day Unitarian Universalism was born as a new denomination. And I quote him now. This is what he remembers. He says, after years of anticipation, it was now time during the Boston Convocation of 1961 for the chair to proclaim that the moment had arrived for our two denominations to join as one. Instantly, every hand joined every other and all voices joined in singing as tranquil streams that meet and merge with not a dry eye in the house. So let's hear that hymn now and I invite you to sing along. Oh. 
Each Sunday, we make an offering from the bounty we are blessed to enjoy. We do so in a spirit of generosity and in recognition of our ongoing commitment to serve our world and share our values. If you're joining us for the first time, please feel free to give if you wish, and also know that your presence here is gift enough. Today is a Share the Plate Sunday. All of your gifts today will go to Williamsburg Area Faith in Action. Their mission is to help seniors age safely in their homes by providing transportation and other volunteer support services, including visiting, well check calls, grocery shopping, assistance with chores and yard work. Caroline Johnson, their development director, has sent us a special message to tell us more. Let's watch. Hello and good morning. My name is Caroline Johnson and I am the development director here at Williamsburg Faith in Action. First off, I wanna thank Rachel and Ann for getting this set up for us to be a part of WUU Share the Plate program. It really is a great opportunity to share our mission with you all and invite you to become a part of ours as we all do our part to care for our senior neighbors, especially in a time like this. So I wanted to share a little bit about our mission, what we do and how you can help be a part of it. Williamsburg Faith in Action exists to serve seniors and what that means is helping keep seniors safe, healthy, and at home as they age in place. The people that we serve are over the age of 60 and living in the greater Williamsburg area. Many come to the area to retire without family and friends and don't have other support in the area and that is what we do to provide for them. And so as you can imagine during the pandemic, as the, the entire world was affected, so was Williamsburg Faith in Action. And especially because the clients that we serve were in a more vulnerable age range for the virus, we really had a pivot from our personal services that we've become known for to something that was safer and contactless, which was a difficult change, but something that resulted in a lot of great relationships forming, a lot of blessings, a lot of just beautiful things came out of it. And so I wanna share a little bit about what we've done um, the past year and a half to really serve those who are in need of service right now or in need of checking in or of care in any way. And so three of the main things that we do is medical transportation, um, delivery of food pantry, groceries, prescriptions, and other supplies that were needed and well check calls. So our, all of our services are free of charge. The transportation is a way for seniors to be connected to necessary medical care, especially right now when so many were putting off appointments through the pandemic. We've really seen an uptick in those services as we have more volunteers back and willing to drive. And it's just been great to kind of resume some sense of normalcy and our food pantry delivery and grocery delivery and contactless supply delivery really came in um, at a great time. We were able to serve so many people through dropping off food and necessary supplies at their doorstep so they could stay safe but still have what they needed. And our well check calls existed, almost 800 of them in a year, to make sure that the people who were isolated or who needed that extra care were taken care of and that they had what they needed and knew that we were thinking of them. Just as a you know small thing that we can do to help keep seniors safe and at home and connected, and we would love for you to be a part of it. There are two ways you can support Faith in Action, whether it's through making a gift today or through becoming a volunteer. Please feel free to reach out for more information. Again, thank you for the opportunity, and I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday and happy Mother's Day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Caroline, such a valuable service. 
If you'd like to give through our website, please visit wuu.org and click on Give Online to WUU. If you'd like to give by text, please text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500-0688. Again, that's 757-500-0688. And follow the prompts from there. Or if you prefer to give by check, please email your check to WUU 3051 Ironbound Road, Williamsburg, Virginia, 23185. Thank you so much. Also, the, uh, the email is on the, the online gift opportunity is on the chat. Now for Dream Valley from Three Songs of William Blake. Here's a reading from a beautiful piece called The Cathedral of the World by Forest Church. Imagine waking one morning from a deep and dreamless sleep to find yourself in the nave of a vast cathedral. Look about you, contemplate the mystery and contemplate with awe. This cathedral is as ancient as humankind. It's cornerstone the first altar marked with the tincture of blood and stained with tears throughout our human history, one generation after another has labored lovingly, sometimes fearfully, crafting memorials and consecrating shrines. 
Not a moment passes without the dreams of long dead dreamers being outstripped, shattered, or abandoned, giving way to new visions, each immortal in reach, ephemeral in grasp. In the cathedral of the world, there are windows without number. Each window tells a story about the creation of the world, the meaning of history, the purpose of life, the nature of humankind, the mystery of death. The windows of the cathedral are where the light shines through. One light and many windows. Some claim that the light shines through their window only. Some, seeing the bewildering variety of windows, conclude there is no light. But the windows are not the light. They are where the light shines through. We shall never see the light directly, only as refracted through the windows. The light is veiled, yet awakened by the light, we stand in the cathedral, trembling with awe. In the cathedral of the world, there are windows without number. Imagine you are looking through two beautiful windows right next to each other. One is a window that tells a story of many generations who rebelled against the prevailing wisdom of their day to create greater freedom and greater hope. This is the story of the Unitarians. One panel tells the story of a long ago day in 16th century Europe when in an era where most people had to follow the religion of their leaders on pain of death, a young Unitarian king issued a groundbreaking edict declaring that people should have the right to freedom of belief. Another panel in this window tells the story of Unitarians in this country who rebelled against the old belief that human beings were born hopelessly corrupt. Instead, they proclaimed their faith in the human capacity for goodness, their love of reason, and our collective ability to transform the world with acts of love and justice. And next to this window is another, no less beautiful, which tells the story of the universalists in this country who rebelled against the old belief in a God of judgment and vengeance. They said, look, our God is a God of love who loves and embraces and saves all beings without exception. Later, they would go on to say, we believe in a universal religion that can welcome all people into a fellowship of love, compassion, and justice. For some time, these windows in the cathedral of the world, our windows stood next to each other, but separate. But over 150 years ago, our two traditions began to grow toward one another. Imagine these windows framed in lovely old wood. 
And now imagine new growth branching out from those old and lovely window frames, tendrils and shoots reaching out tentatively for one another and wondering, could we be stronger together? The momentum built over time and 60 years ago this week, the Unitarians and the Universalists cast a final vote to become one. But let me back up and share some history. Way back in 1856, some folks were already arguing that the Unitarians and Universalists should merge because they were so similar in their beliefs. In 1878, Unitarians and Universalists in McQuanago, Wisconsin, merged to create the very first unified UU congregation. And then in 1900, both denominations passed resolutions in favor of cooperating more closely. It took a while for anything much to happen after that, but in 1937, the two groups, Unitarians and Universalists, published a common hymnal together, which is a big deal. It was called Hymns of the Spirit, Services of Religion for Use in the Churches of the Free Spirit. And of course, hymnals really set the tone for how we worship, so that was a major, major thing. In 1953, they merged their departments of education and publications. That was like the curriculum for children, um, books, the, all of that. And then in 1954, the high school youth really led the way, dissolving their old youth groups to form a joint group called Liberal Religious Youth or LRY. Now I'm wondering, do we have any LRY alums with us today? I wondered about Roger Baldwin, but he was part of the generation that was a little earlier than that. Do we have any LRY with us today? If so, I'd love it if you drop a note in the chat. That would be fun to hear. So at any rate, once the youth were on board, the adults followed. The negotiations took a few years, but on May 12th, 1961, or 60 years ago this Wednesday, the final vote was cast and the two denominations became one. And here we are today. So I want to invite you now to take a moment to use the chat if you're on Zoom to share just one thing that you are most grateful for about this faith. What are you most grateful for about Unitarian Universalism? I would love to hear. Let's hear some responses in the chat and I'll read them out loud. What do you think? One thing I love is, is the freedom of belief. Both traditions have always been what we call non-credal, which means you never ever have to believe a specific doctrine or dogma to be part of our congregations. That's, that means so much to me. Nikki's saying inclusiveness, Helen, social justice warriors, Katrina, open minds, Austin, tradition of hospitality. Dave, that I can feel I belong here. Oh, right on. Roger Guernsey is saying, I was active in LRY in Indianapolis from 1956 to 61. Right on. Melissa, grateful for community. Linda Johnson, tolerance and love. 
Nancy striving to be non-judgmental, Nancy Chant, the welcoming spirit, Carol, the challenge to build your own theology, and Karen, like-minded friends, Bob, no judgment of religious orientation, mm -hmm. Ruth, heart and mind combine, Deborah, compatible with scientific thought, mm -hmm. Susan, authentic, the Miller Moors, it's a big enough box for anybody. You can ex believe or explore whatever you want or need to. Boy, so much to be grateful for. But at the time, you know, it was not necessarily obvious or easy that this was going to be the right thing to do for the folks who were making that decision. The Unitarians and the Universalists had some pretty significant cultural differences that they had to work hard to overcome. Way back in the 19th century, early on in the 19th century, the unofficial leader of the first generation of Unitarians, we're talking like 1820s right now, uh, William Ellery Channing, who we've talked about here before, William Ellery Channing had snubbed the brilliant Universalist preacher Hosea Ballou because Hosea Ballou was self-educated and had not ever gone to college. And ever since then, a lot of universalists for generations felt like the Unitarians looked down on them for not being smart enough or educated enough. That was not a big barrier for everyone, mind you. Al McKinney also told me a great story about the friendly rivalry between the Unitarians and the Universalists in Rochester, Minnesota. He told me that the people in the congregations knew each other. The congregations formally didn't do a lot together, but people knew each other. And when the consolidation happened, they got into kind of a funny squabble because Universalists got to be the noun in Unitarian Universalism while the Unitarians got stuck being the adjective. So take that. So it wasn't a big barrier for, for a lot of people. But I do want to lift up that one of my mentors, the Reverend David Bumbaugh, remembers it like this. And I will quote from an essay he wrote. He said, um, and he was very much in favor of the consolidation. He said, the congregation I was serving had voted for consolidation, even though the members of that small rural universalist church confessed to being profoundly outclassed by and deeply inferior to every Unitarian they'd ever met. He says, I should have been among those applauding and cheering. Instead, I found myself standing off on one side of the hall, weeping, I was overwhelmed by the sense that something profoundly important had just died, that I had just voted away my religious home. So for some folks, there was deep loss involved in the formation of this faith tradition that we have inherited. I love this faith. I am so grateful to feel that we all belong in both sides of our family tree. We get to look through both of those beautiful windows, but still the process of weaving the two together was not without pain and grief. And isn't that what it's like to be in community? 
we stay with it because we believe it's worth it. We savor all the moments of fun and play and love and connection. And sometimes we feel the pain of having to compromise, even to forgo things that we cherish for the sake of the whole community. I've been thinking a lot about how this kind of dynamic is playing out here in our own congregation as we try to navigate this new stage of the pandemic. So many people are hungry to get back together again. So many others are not ready yet, maybe can't be ready yet. I watch our leaders trying to figure it all out, how to do what we can and keep people safe and feeling the heavy weight of our obligation to keep the larger community safe and well. I can't think of a time in my experience where leadership has ever felt quite so hard. But I know that every single one of you is doing your best to share your truth and your light and the wisdom that is given to you to see. I hope that you will come to the cafe conversation after the service next week to hear more about where we're headed and to hear each other. It is so important for us to listen to each other right now. Each of us sees in part, we perceive bits of truth. We catch glimpses of the light coming through those windows of faith. And when we all share our bits of truth and glimpses of light, together we create something beautiful and wise and strong. May this be so, and amen. And now let's hear one of our great historic hymns. This is Faith of the Larger Liberty. The text is by Vincent Silliman. He was a 20th century Unitarian minister known for his love of music and poetry. He wrote the text that you're gonna hear in 1944 in the midst of World War II, praising the faith of the free to which we owe our loyalty and our love. Claim. Mm -hmm. 
next day. Now let us say the words to extinguish the chalice and we invite you to blow out your candle at the same time. We will paste the words in the Zoom chat. Again, we'll say them in unison. I'll wait just a second for them to be pasted. There they are. Let's read together. We extinguish this flame, this flame. <clears throat> not, but not the light of, the light of truth, the warmth of the community, or the fire of commitment. These we our hearts until we are together again. And now I invite you to hold out your hands as a sign of all that connects us. And we close today with the words of our own Dr. Jamie Bartlett. If you seek an open mind, you must move your heart in kind, for the two are unified. But to open up your heart, you must find open mind. So may our hearts and minds be open to each other, to the joys and the pain of the world we share, and to the spirit of life that fills us and leads us on. May it be so. Amen. And blessed be.